From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, and with Tennessee and the world at heart. We are excited and thankful for the blessed work that the Lord has entrusted to us here at the Sword of the Lord, and it's our delight to welcome you on all of our stations out across North America and literally around the world. And we're thankful for the privilege we have to be right here every day with an open Bible talking about the good things that God's given us. Now, I want to announce this summer, July 17 through 20, those are the dates for the National Sword of the Lord Conference, which will be held at the Gospel Light Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina. And we want you to plan to come. There are no registration fees. Everybody walks in. All seats are free. And I'm looking forward to that this summer in July, and I trust that you'll make plans now and plan to be with us. I'm thankful to the Lord for the privilege we have to be right here on this station. And uh, as I noted earlier in the week, I've uh, been dealing with a little bit of laryngitis, and so we're going to, for another day or two or three, we're going to plug in some things that I've done in some conferences, and I trust that it'll be a help to you, just like when we do the broadcast here right in the studio. So today and tomorrow, we're going to hear a message that I did at the National Sword of the Lord Conference, and it's one entitled, No Small Stir About That Way. And I think it'll be a blessing to you. So here's part one of No Small Stir About That Way. You'll take your Bible and turn to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 is my text of choice tonight. And uh, this passage is set with the Apostle Paul in the city of Ephesus. And uh, I begin reading in verse number 8. Chapter 19 of Acts, verse number 8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months. Now let me pause in the reading to say, Paul is not an ecumenical evangelist. And you said, but he was preaching in the synagogue. The synagogues were, they operated like this. They would have somebody stand up and read the Torah. The reader would sit down, and then anybody in the audience could stand up and say whatever they wanted to say. And this is the way Jesus got opportunity to give voice to his message in the synagogues, and Paul as well. They were not there under the umbrella of the rabbis. They were not getting an honorarium for speaking. Nobody paid their travel expense. They were not given a hotel room or a tent to stay in. None of that. They were not there at the behest of the rabbis. They were there in spite of the rabbis. Because the next part of the verse goes on to say that what Paul did that three months in the synagogues, he was disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. He was not there in agreement with the rabbis. He was not there, you know, being buddy-buddy and establishing fellowship and having dialogue with them. He was disputing with them and persuading them away from what they were into, into what they needed to be into. Verse 9 says, But when divers were hardened, and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, again, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that 
All they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. If you drop down to verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds, many of them also which used curious arts. Now that's... uh, that's a reference to what we sometimes call black magic and witchcraft and other related things like that. Uh, these curious art, they brought their books together and burned them before all men and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Demotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. And the same time there arose no small stir about that way. Now you notice in verse 9, that same statement, that way. Uh, Verse number 23, that way. You remember that in the early days with Jesus of those who were converted and began to follow him, they were sometimes called disciples because they were learning. They were learners. Um, Later, we get into the book of Acts in uh, chapter 11, and at Antioch, the folks who followed there, they were first called Christians at Antioch because they were following Christ. They got tagged with some labels uh, because of the fact that they were following him. Now, we get here to chapter 19, and people are saying, uh, what, what is the deal with Paul? Well, he is that way. Uh, what way is that? Well, it's the way that's patterned after the way. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And because of the way, Paul, Saul of Tarsus, became Paul the preacher, and he became that way. Now, folks... Names do define us. Some of us have very common names. But whatever the name, when the name comes up, we say, oh, I know that guy. Because the name tags you, identifies you. And sometimes those names that define us also defame us. You know, sometimes people call us things that we don't call ourselves. Sometimes they call us things we don't want to be called. And because that we are that way, following Christ, honoring the Word of God, doing the things we're supposed to do, they say, oh, this is not like the trends, this is not like the times, this is, I mean, this is, this is just strange. I mean, they're that way. All of this was happening in Acts chapter 19, verse 23 says there was no small stir about that way. No small stir, that means there was much ado. That means, I mean, there there was a bit of an uproar developing about that way. You say, well, look, Christians ought to temper themselves, and they ought to be uh, more docile, and they ought to uh, be more agreeable and all of that. No, no, no. Christians, by the very nature of their being, we create a stir. We just do. You say, uh, well, well, what is it about us that uh, creates a stir? I'm glad you asked because I I wanted to answer my question. Our our worldview, I mean, our our, our philosophy 
And our philosophy includes a worldview that says Darwin was a numbskull because with telescope or with microscope or with the naked eye, we can see all kinds of things that tell us that this didn't just happen. The very presence of creation necessitates a creator. And we hammer on that and we mock evolution. We, we chide the evolutionist because they have bought into a philosophy that, that is, I mean, it, I mean, it is satanically hatched. And they look at us like we're weird. And you say, what's the matter with those? Well, they're that way. They're creationist. Our philosophy creates a stir. You know, uh, even in so-called Christian circles, not, not everybody's real happy about the Bible. I mean, I mean there, there are people, and some of them I suppose are Christians, maybe even good Christians, but they look at the Bible I've got in front of me, and it's like, well, we want to take out verse 12, and we're not sure about verse 9, and maybe that chapter, maybe that whole page needs to go. And they, they work it, changing it and turning it and twisting it. And all the while, we're saying, no, this is the Bible. It's the Word of God. It's inspired. It's inerrant. It's infallible. We're not changing it. And we're not running with the crowd that changes it. We're not supporting the crowd that changes it. They're not getting a nickel of our money. Now, it's just our position and a lot of other things. Positionally, I mean, I mean we, we preach salvation by grace, baptism by immersion, eternal security, premillennial, pre-trib, pre-mill on the second coming Christ. We preach all of that and we do it, we do it excitedly. We, we do it, I mean, unrelentingly we do it. And we're not backing off and saying, well, tell us how you feel about our millennial. No, 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 we're not going there. We do not believe our millennialism. So our position creates a stir. Even some of our brethren, you know, I mean, some folks maybe that are genuinely saved, but they get off on some of this crazy stuff, and it's like they look at us and they go, oh, they're, they're one of them. They're that way. Some of our practices create a stir. We do have standards. By the, you know, it's interesting. Everybody has standards to some degree. Just the fact is, a lot of folks just got lousy standards. But, uh, I mean, you, you, you just look. I mean, they, they have some kind of standard. But if we stick to a Bible standard, of course, we're legalists if we do that. But our practices create a I mean, we, we get in the car and go to church every Sunday. Well, why do we do that? Why don't we go on Wednesday night? Why, why don't we do stuff like that? Well, we do that because, I mean, it's, it's our practice. We believe it's a Bible practice. And you tithe, oh my goodness, you tithe? Yeah, that's our practice. We're that way. Our preaching creates a stir. A lot of places these days, uh, preaching has kind of fallen on hard times. Preaching ought to exalt Christ. And in like manner, it ought to expose the devil. It ought to expose the devil and everything that he's up to. I, I have said it and I've said it and I've said it. I said it when I was pastor. I say it now. No, no, nobody deserves a pass. I mean, it's amazing how many Christian people think that, you know, oh, you don't touch politics. Well, why is that? It get a pass? Hey, listen, politicians, public officials, whatever, if they do things right, we'll salute. But if they go to something crazy, stupid, I mean, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to raise the flag and say, no way. 
You say, what is the deal with you folks with your preaching? Hey, we're that way. God told us to do it. We're that way. You, you know, our praying creates a stir. We pray for some things sometimes, modestly big things, or maybe even some real big things. And God delivers it and gives it to us. And somebody says, whoa, how did that happen? We say, well, we prayed and asked God for it, and he gave it to us. And they look at us, and they say, oh, wow. You, I, mean, I mean, we're not counting beads. And they, they, they look at us a little strange. I mean, how, I mean how, many, how many times you go? How much did you pay in order to get that? No, we talked to God about it. We got an answer. Well, well, do you believe God answers prayer? Yes, we're that way. Our priorities create a stir. You bring that crowd gets out and knocks on doors and goes door to door and goes all over town talking to people about Jesus. Yeah, we're that way. You, you that crowd that runs buses all over the place. Yeah, we're that way. And Christians create a stir being that way. Now, folks, I'm going to make another statement here. Christians do create a stir, and I'm going to say to you, it's necessary that we create the stir. Well, dear friends, we'll have to interrupt the message there, but tomorrow we'll do part two of it, and I trust it'll be a help to you as you listen to this preaching from the National Sword of the Lord Conference. Pray for me as I continue to recover from this bout with laryngitis that I've had. And in the meantime, I do hope that you'll write and let me know that you hear the broadcast. And if we're being a blessing to you, we'd love to hear that. So write me a note. First time you get a chance, we'd be pleased to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And we look forward to hearing from you anytime. So I trust that you'll write. And we will look forward to being back here again tomorrow. So please plan to join us at this same time right here on this station. And until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day. And goodbye for now.